In my view, the courts below adhered to this court's path-marking decisions, and there is no need for a second look. My dissenting opinion questions the, the starting premise on which this case has proceeded. Texas's top 10% law requires public universities to admit any graduate of a Texas high school ranked in the top 10% of her class. Petitioner calls that law race neutral and the court accepts the characterization. The diversity achieved by the top 10% law, petitioner urges, is accomplished without resort to a racial criterion, so the university has no constitutionally permissible basis for treating race as a relevant factor in reviewing individual admissions applications. In truth, is the top 10% law racially neutral in comparison to the university's explicit regard of race as one among many factors relevant to its educational mission? Is it not blindness to race, but indeed race consciousness that drives percentage plans such as the one Texas has adopted? But for de facto racial segregation in Texas's neighborhoods and schools, there would be no top 10% law. Justice Ginsburg, dissenting. The University of Texas at Austin is candid about what it is endeavoring to do. It seeks to achieve student body diversity through an admissions policy patterned after the Harvard plan referenced as exemplary in Justice Powell's opinion in Regents of University of California v. Bakke, 1978. The university has steered clear of a quota system like the one struck down in Bakke, which included all non-minority candidates from competition for a fixed number of seats. And, like so many educational institutions across the nation, the university has taken care to follow the model approved by the court in Grutter v. Bollinger. Petitioner urges that Texas's top 10% law and race-blind holistic review of each application achieve significant diversity, so the university must be content with those alternatives. I have said before and reiterate here that only an ostrich could regard the supposedly neutral alternatives as race-unconscious. As Justice Souter observed, the vaunted alternatives suffer from the disadvantage of deliberate obfuscation. Texas's percentage plan was adopted with racially segregated neighborhoods and schools front and center stage. It is race consciousness, not blindness to race, that drives such plans. As for holistic review, if universities cannot explicitly include race as a factor, many may resort to camouflage to maintain their minority enrollment. I have several times explained why government actors 
including state universities, need not be blind to the lingering effects of an overtly discriminatory past, the legacy of centuries of law-sanctioned inequality. Among constitutionally permissible options, I remain convinced those that candidly disclose their consideration of race are preferable to those that conceal it. Accordingly, I would not return this case for a second look. As the thorough opinions below show, the university's admissions policy flexibly considers race only as a factor of a factor of a factor of a factor in the calculus, followed by a year-long review through which the university reached the reasonable good-faith judgment that supposedly race-neutral initiatives were insufficient to achieve, in appropriate measure, the educational benefits of student body diversity, and is subject to periodic review to ensure that the consideration of race remains necessary and proper to achieve the university's educational objectives. Justice Powell's opinion in Bakke and the court's decision in Gruder require no further determinations. The court rightly declines to cast off the equal protection framework settled in Gruder, yet it stops short of reaching the conclusion that framework warrants. Instead, the court vacates the Court of Appeals' judgment and remands for the Court of Appeals to assess whether the university has offered sufficient evidence to prove that its admissions program is narrowly tailored to obtain the educational benefits of diversity. As I see it, the Court of Appeals has already completed that inquiry, and its judgment, trained on this Court's Bakke and Gruder path markers, merits our approbation. For the reasons stated, I would affirm the judgment of the Court of Appeals. We've reached the end of the opinion. If you'd like to request a particular opinion to be read on the show, or you just want to say hello, navigate your way to the show's website at whatscotusrotus.podbean.com and click on the Contact tab. Until next episode, thanks for listening to What Scotus Wrote Us.